So these uh, these two, you know, hobos, you know, get back to their little hobo village at night where they're huddled around like the trash can on fire, and their buddies haven't seen them all day. And they're like, hey, where have you guys been? You won't believe it when we tell you. You guys won't believe it when we tell you. Tell us, tell us. This, this woman down by the train yard, she's just she's there completely naked. We had sex with her all day. We took turns. We double teamed her. You know, just in and out of her vagina, in and out of her asshole, all day long, over and over. Did she give you a head? Well, we never found the head. <laughs> we, 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 we never found the, the head. <laughs> See, so it's, it's playing on the... Okay, no. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> hey, welcome to Carnival Personnel. Anyone still listening? The emergency exits are to your left and to the rear. <laughs> They never found it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Jacques. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm Joe, and uh, and Joe's going to say he regrets Joe Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, so seriously, thank you. You're still tuned in. Um, we've actually had a couple more followers on the Twitter machine. You've got to be kidding! Not me. Russian bots either. Ukrainian you know? bots. Hey. Don't bring facts into that. Uh, so, so that is really great. Uh, Joe and I, our timeline is going to be a little messed up because uh, we have a field trip coming up uh, on Sunday. We Road record, trip! We usually record on Saturdays, post on Sunday night, but uh, we're now Thursday, breaking down the whole fourth wall. So whatever news that we spout out now, because <laughs> when we spout out things on like Saturday late afternoon, Saturday evening, they get posted you know, 20, 30 hours later, it's usually so outdated. Right. This is going to be like, you know. This is a throwback episode. This is literally throwback Thursday. So I guarantee because we keep checking, you know, uh, the Google and the Twitter because the JFK files are supposed to be released today. In your world, maybe they are. Maybe, yeah. So uh, so as of right now, they haven't been released and, and you were following it a little more that... Yeah, I was following the Twitter, and according to news sources, you know, real news, the, uh, I guess the CIA and other security agencies um, have passed a memo to Trump's desk citing certain documents that they deemed still too sensitive, maybe a breach of national security or Snowflakes. threats to national security, so... Uh, Trump still has to review those documents, or not Trump himself. I think Trump has to, he has the authority to not release some of these documents. So I think he's doing an either, I don't know if they're going to do an all or n- nothing thing, or if they're going to just release like, you know, 2,600 documents, and then the other 35,000 that were problems are going to stay locked in the Disney vault. Or like, they, did I say Disney? They, they, they release them, but they're all redacted. Right, like, exactly. Every other word is blacked yeah. out. <laughs> you know. Black news matters. It really, but <laughs> it, it is. News. So, and, and it's funny, before, you know, before we started this, Joe and I had talked about, like, let's not get into JFK, because we, we completely, you know, have different, you know, point of views, and we're talking about it, and then Joe points out, we've become Come those guys. We're sitting here in a basement with headphones on, not even recording, having our conspiracy. I was just looking for like a tattered American flag <laughs> to hang behind me, or and you know, I set the real American flag <laughs> behind me, <laughs> to which I tap my nose, signaling that I understood. Oh, we're taking it down from the inside. All right, so let's not get too much into the JFK thing because by the time this post, we're going to find out he's not dead. Way gay, like like, like super like gay. Andy he was the gayest guy. Kaufman ever. is, yeah, you know, yeah. 
yeah, the Maryland thing was just a, right, ruse. a big beard. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big beard, anyways, no. <laughs> so a, a few weeks back, when John McCain um, wrote, you know, got out of the hospital bed, you know, truly got out of the hospital bed. Didn't say literally, and flew flew to Washington to be one of the three descending GOP votes to not repeal Obamacare. People started making him out to be a hero, like oh how brave and brave and brave. And we agree it was a great thing that he stood up for this, um, but I'm not ready to overlook his voting record the previous forty years. So this past week. The junior senator from the great state of Arizona, Flake, comes out, and he's been battling Trump since the primaries. Trump is not a fan. Was it a seven-minute speech? You tell me. It was like a seven-minute speech or a 17-minute speech from the Senate floor in which he just says this this behavior is unacceptable. And he was personally going after Donald Trump's and the craziness and his his Twitter addiction and that's not how you run things. And uh, the week before, it was uh, Tennessee, The uh, again, the junior senator from Tennessee. Corker? Corker. Uh, Mitch McConnell is a senior senator from the state of Tennessee, Corker. And it's funny because Corker's like 60-some years old, and he's the junior senator from Tennessee. Yeah. But he was battling, you know, um, t- you know, bloatuses, like mental capacities, and, and just the name-calling and just all this stuff. But at the end of the day, everyone's like, oh, well, the dissensions in the rank, they're coming out and they're saying these things. Well, I mean— before we put him on too high a pedestal, you know, so, so, you know, Flake gives this 17-minute speech from the Senate floor. Everybody is like, wow, this is where things turn around. This is where the Senate starts to come to a sense. It is maybe the Russian things move forward. The very next day, he votes with the party line against the bill that was going to, you know, we won't get into the all the specifics, but the banking bill that says you can't sue banks with a class action suit. So if your bank screws you over, Joe, you, you know, for a thousand bucks. I keep my money under my mattress. Well, but bank screws you over for a thousand bucks, you know, because, oh, well, I, I, won't, I won't use hyperbole. I'll use exact cases. Wells Fargo goes out and they start opening accounts in your name. They, they, take out loans or they apply for different um, bank accounts because they have to make quotas, you go and you check your credit record and you have this extra account open. And when you have your credit score checked and checked and checked, it hurts against your credit. When you have accounts open that go disactive, your credit hurts. They hurt your credit by opening these things. You go to sue them. They've done this to, let's say, 50,000 people. You have to sue individually. Where are you going to find a $500 an hour lawyer to show how much you've been damaged. So let's say you were damaged to the tune of ten grand. You know, that's twenty hours of a lawyer's time. No lawyer's going to take your case. I mean, what are you gonna do? Spend ten grand to get the ten grand back and then pay the lawyer ten grand? So that's where these class action suits have come up. Equifax was warned that their security was breached. And that whole thing where they said, Oh, we'll let you know if you were one of the people who were breached, you just have to check this box saying you won't be part of a class action suit to sign us. Which they didn't exactly disclose in that in that No, but thank to their friends at the GOP and the Senate, it doesn't matter. They've now made it so you can't do class action suits. So the same thing. Before we put Flake, you know, Flake and Crocker on this pedestal, they voted to repeal Obamacare. They they don't like Trump, 
but they voted with the party line 99.9% of the time. All the horrible things that they do. These guys wouldn't, they voted against all the gun regulations. They voted against the bump stocks, you know. They voted against, like, the ACA. They voted against, you go down the list. So, yeah, they're coming out and saying, his Twitter's out of control. He's not fit. He's hurting our relationships worldwide. But none of them are coming out and saying, hey, the Russian investigation, because now it just was announced within 24 hours of Flake coming out and saying it, the bipartisan investigation on Russia in the Senate was called off. The Republicans now want to focus on who paid for the dossier. They, they, they've conceded, yes, Russia interfered. That's why they voted 90-98 to 2 for sanctions. They conceded that Russia attacked us, that Russia launched a war against us, a cyber war, to pick our president. And now they've pretty much conceded, yes, there's definitely collusion. But really, the bad guy is the people who told you we colluded with them. So they're still backing him. So before we put Flake and Crocker on these big pedestals with John McCain, the maverick, they're still fucking you hard without a reach around. No kiss on the back of the neck. I'm sad. <laughs> I have no retort, no reply. There isn't. All right, then let's talk about happier news. How about Puerto Rico in the $300 million bid, uh, not bid, contract awarded to a two-person energy company in Montana to rebuild their power grid. You know what? I'm going to go out for some cigarettes. I'll be right back. <laughs> but you don't you keep smoke. talking. You don't smoke. Yeah, but I've been meaning to start. <laughs> but, but no, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, and, and your girlfriend, Cruz, is, uh, is again being the voice of reason saying, Wait, shouldn't have we been consulted? Didn't because we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Elon Musk came in and said, "Hey, I will rebuild the power. Let's make it this." You have the big boy word for it, like um, what? Like, like, I don't have it anymore. No, he wanted to redo it. the whole thing with with the solar panels and just kind of uh, uh, would reconstruct. Or, no, no, uh, but 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 basically be the testing ground to show the world. It's like, like the gold standard. Yeah, you could be the gold standard for it. But you know, uh, and now you know the company of two people with no website has said to Cruz via Twitter because that's the only way you talk to people anymore. It's like we got forty eight people you know running cable now and forty more on their way. Do you want us to just leave? It's like. No, we like our power, but we'd like to know how you got this contract. And then when you find out they got the contract because they were the biggest GOP donors in the state of Montana, hmm, now we're grifting on us. And right, and by the way, remind the people, who was the, um, the congressperson from Montana that got into some hot water recently? Yeah, because he, he you know, beat up a re- – uh, it was a British reporter, but he, was he from BuzzFeed? No, oh, the Guardian. The Guardian was it? The Guardian, yeah. yeah he, and he wasn't British. He was he, he was with the Guardian, but he was an American. He, like you broke my glasses. Yeah, kind of right. He was a nerd. <laughs> Granted, if this were high school, we'd be. On I would side the whole his time. Glasses, yeah. you know? right. right, but 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 that that uh, that senator. This was his biggest country uh, campaign. Campaign contributor. Campaign. Contributor. Contributor. Now you got me talking like you. Yeah, no, no that that's not good. Um, I mean, how about and you know. Anything else on the awful list? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's awful or it's awful funny or it's but for an administration who cannot open their mouth without telling a lie, when are they going to get better at this? When is anybody going to get better at it? Do they need to though? Okay, well, cuz cuz you know, our good old friend Rex goes over to Afghanistan this week. And Basically, the whole it was an unannounced secret trip over there, and things have been going moving backwards over there. But they want to 
you know, um, pillage, you know, the minerals. So they're, they're fighting to stay there fighting. So Rex takes this trip over there to say, no, Kabul's fine. You know, we're meeting with the Afghanis. We have this big, great sit-down meeting in Kabul. It's safe. We're moving forward. We're winning this thing. And the same photo from the Afghani press came out that the U.S. military press, you know, and they both said they were in Kabul, but it, people from Afghanistan had the common sense to Photoshop out the clock behind them that showed that they weren't in Kabul. No. And it was the same photo, just from like one one a little to the left, one a little to the right. And in the U.S. photo, they didn't. It, and again, 24 hours later, they're like, well, we were near Kabul at a secure military base, like, you know, many, many clicks which is military talk for kilometers, which is how everybody else gauges distances except us in miles. What about parsecs? Uh, how many you parsecs know away was he? That <laughs> is a measurement of, uh, of time, not of distance. I thought it was the other way around. Mm. I thought parsecs were a measurement of distance, not time. That's what I said. No, you... <laughs> No, don't, <laughs> don't don't trump me, man. Now I have to rewind this and listen to my own. But yeah, I mean, it's like even something like that. Why can't you just say, hey, we're going over there to have this talk? Why do you have to put up the whole smoke screen of, oh, it's so safe in Kabul, so we met in Kabul? Because like, they don't want to tip off the ally. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing. It's like when the Afghanis had the common sense to Photoshop out the tells in the background that they weren't there. Uh, it's like, you know, it's that old joke. Like a, a friend of mine told me this, you know, story once about, you know, and, and a great storyteller. Uh, and he was saying how. Three kids or four kids were late to a final, and the, you know they get to there and they're like, "Oh, we had a flat tire on the way, and we went to be here, and can we retake the test?" And the instructor said, "Yeah, fine. You know, come in tomorrow, study tonight." And the four kids show up the next day, and he puts them in four different rooms, and he's like, "Okay, it's a one-question pass-fail test. Which tire?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. and and that's the whole thing. It's like, dude, get your fucking story straight. It's like you, all you do is lie. How? And I actually, you know, it's not my parenting tip of the week. Maybe it would, but I actually said that to my little guy the other day. It's like you lie all the time, and I don't know what's more upsetting that you lie all the time or you're really bad at it. <laughs> he gets out of the shower completely hair dry. You wash your hair? Yep. Right. You know, his body's dripping, not a drop in his hair. Oh, I forgot. Like, after I, you know, went over and went my hand through his dry hair, he's like, oh, I forgot. I, no, you're a bad liar. Damn it. Yeah, so, those darn kids yeah. and uh, those darn politicians. <laughs> but what, 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 what fun things do you have going on? Who, me? I, I don't got nothing going on. We haven't on. talked much about, uh, we haven't blown the Trump whistle because we haven't really talked about it. We're talking around Trump. I think that's how we're approaching our podcast now. Is talk around him. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about, uh, let's get, let's get, jump ahead to sports and uh, taking a knee and respecting the military. And when I say respect the military, I mean, say John McCain is a war hero. You know, have a battle with the Khan family, which, by the way, the best thing in the Khan family battle is even when Bill O'Reilly, when Bill O'Reilly is the voice of reason, and he comes out and he says to Blotus, it's like, it's a 
gold star family. If they light your pants on fire, you tell them, thank you. Those pants didn't fit that well anyways. I appreciate your service. That's <laughs> like that was Bill O'Reilly saying to him, but that's how he handled. And then, you know, last week it came out that, you know, he called the widow of one of the uh, fallen soldiers in Niger and said, uh, he knew what he, he bought his ticket. <laughs> and so the heat hasn't gone away. So he took the high road and said, Oh, it wasn't my call. It was the generals. I had nothing. I had nothing to do with it. This was their call. Like truly threw them onto the bus. It's like, but I thought he was supposed to know more than the generals. Well, that well, because that's why ISIS doesn't exist anymore. All right. Because in the primary, he says, "I know more than the generals. I'll beat ISIS." You know, my first day. It's like right after he got done building the wall. Remember the day after they finished the wall? Yep, I remember. He went over and he wiped out ISIS. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. At what point do the military say? More like ice was. <laughs> Stupid. It is, but it's funny. Um, but that's the whole thing. At what point do you say, hey, maybe not yelling at Colin Kaepernick, who's out of the league the last year. Have you seen his afro, though? It is huge. Stunning. No, it's what? Huge. Thank you. Uh, but it is. It's it's like, okay, you're going to go to war with the NFL over taking a knee while openly blaming the generals for your Benghazi. Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Nitro, nitro, nitro. Anyways, all right. Oh, by the way, let's talk, let's, let's, re- briefly, how do you pronounce that country's name? You knew how you thought you pronounced it when you saw it the first time in, in grade school. Right, right. Then you were corrected. But yeah. we can't seem to settle on a pronunciation. Is it Niger? Is it Niger? Is it Niger? It's one of those things where after having lived in Qatar for three years, right. it's another one of those. It's a Qatar. one, you know, it's a five letter word that I've honestly heard pronounced a half a dozen different ways. By natives from the country, right? You know, I guess it all depends on what part of Niger you're in. Right, right. It, it's a word that I think every um, every person with my skin tone goes well out of their way. I love Niger, but I hate Niger. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm talking about. There's that thin line between being politically aware and a racist. <laughs> so all right, let's leave that. Let's leave that be. Yeah. So so good, good, good. Anyways, uh, so before we uh we we completely stop talking politics. Credit where credit's due. And I've said this so many times. As much as I truly believe that the NRA is a terrorist organization, that they've killed more people, like ninety. Thousand people in this country have been shot since Las Vegas a few weeks ago. And I honestly believe, I believe that the GOP is pretty close to being a terrorist organization. I mean, they rule by fear and scare. And it's like, we're taking, we're taking away this from you. We're taking away this from you. That's they, And they want to introduce more faith based. Yeah. Uh, like, like their version of Sharia God. law. Yeah. But okay. you got to put brilliance. You got to give credit where credit's due. Like, and again, what was Adolf Hitler a great leader? Yeah, he was a great leader for his fucked up, fucked up well, vision the, of the world. But, yeah. but, but if you look at where Germany was in, let's say, 29, 30, 31, we had the Great Depression here, and people in Germany didn't have the ability to dream of getting to as good as we had it here in the Dust Bowl. That's how ravished they were. And in a span of 10 years, he goes from having them 
you know, beyond destitute to within a, you know, a whisper of us speaking German right now. So, uh-huh. so anything, you know, look at Goebbels and stuff like that and the propaganda. It's like they were brilliant. I mean, they were able to, anyways, GOP, the same thing. They are so good at messaging and staying united. Again, Fleck comes out and gives a 17-minute speech about how awful Blotus is, but then completely votes for everything along his party lines. So they have the death tax that we, we talked about just a little while ago. That sounds scary. It, it's, it, isn't it? Well, you know, you look at all... All the video games in this room, and when you think if can't you, help it, look if you dropped tomorrow, you know your sons might not be able to keep all these because the, the inheritance tax is going to ravage. <laughs> like they literally, they, they've been able to convince people that they need this tax reform, and one of the things that they need to do is get rid of the inheritance tax, is what they've called the death tax, and you have every like fine person down in uh you know um, Charlottesville. Charlottesville you know making 30 grand a year fighting hard because of the the death tax and ironically making 30,000 a year selling tiki torches <laughs> hmm. uh well it's anyways but <laughs> the the death tax the inheritance tax affects people who are leaving a net worth of 5.4 million dollars behind now you don't have $5.4 million ready to leave your children? You said each one of these cards you rounded a few weeks ago has five bucks. So we're talking, there's a couple, there's a pretty penny like lined up here. Uh-huh. I Close. It's close to 5.4. But I have 1.1 million cartridges. So. Yeah, so times $4, $5. And that's it. So I'm not good at math, so better people... Everybody better at math than me. It's broken down to 0.02% of the population. And the sad thing is, y- you can name the people. Like, there's so few of the people. And that's the other thing. When when uh, when Huckleberry Sanders comes out the other day and says, you know, the, a- the average person is going to save $800 on their taxes. It is true. Now. They should make a cartoon called Huckleberry Sanders. <laughs> I think. Or, copyright <laughs> Carnival Personnel Podcast. Uh, so a teacher comes in the room. And has 10 apples, and there's 10 students, and she gives all 10 apples to one student, and then turns around and says, we have an average of one apple per student, why are you complaining about this? You know, and that's exactly what it is. So yes, it, it's the average American save four or $800 on their taxes if this new tax room growing. The yes. average American. But the Mercer family, the the Coke family, right. the, the Walmart heirs, yes, they all, the, the, um, who are those other uh, people? I'm thinking, oh yes, the Trumps, they will save millions upon millions Per year, Joe, not so much. Me, not so much. No. But but there are ten apples and ten kids, so there's one on average. They've they've given one apple per right. student. Like the average amount of women that have that the people in this room have slept with. Is twenty five. <laughs> rounding lower, are we? <laughs> I guess we're not counting the nineties. <laughs> no, we are not. No, we are uh, not. But <laughs> oh, but jumping ahead, I was listening to. Uh, I was telling Joe, I was listening to last night's Richard Maddow show when I was driving this morning, and I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, damn it, I'm going to just turn it off and go back to sports radio. And as soon as I hit the button to go, you know, back to back to. Uh, um, the sports hub. Oh, 
Breaking news. Dante Hightower's out for the rest of the season. That's when I swerved into oncoming traffic. <laughs> I, I really saw no reason to go on. Oh, my God. You know, But you know what? At least they have a strong defense. <laughs> yeah. To back up that loss. No, yeah. they, 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 they have. They, that's the tough thing. It's like their offense has been okay, not eh, uh, but their defense. But we, we'll, we'll get into that a bit. You know what? We lost right over the holiday, sh- uh, the, the Halloween episode we did the other day. We we did. You're welcome, America. <laughs> we did a Halloween episode, and in that Halloween episode, Joe referenced this um, Paul Lynn Halloween special, and and Joe's like, yeah, if you can find it out there, blah blah blah. You know, it might be worth a watch, or maybe not. Like you're like, I think Gene Simmons might have made an appearance on it. So after we recorded, we watched it. We watched the whole thing. It was awesome. It might I. Do not think I could recommend a Halloween special more. I've created a new word for it. Awfulsome. <laughs> Awfulsome. Copyright Carnival Podcast. <laughs> but seriously, uh, first of all, we are, for for many reasons, big fans of Paul and um, everything about it. We talked about that a little bit on the special. So we watched the special, and I want to talk about it now. Let's dissect it. Let's get into be, it. Because we, 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 didn't, we didn't talk about it on the Halloween special because we didn't know. Right. We, we did. knew of it, but we didn't know about it. And, and truly, um, and to know it is to love it. It, it really, you gotta, you know, you Wikipedia, but watch it because Joe thought you had a copy or you, <laughs> and he's going through all these discs. All of a sudden, I thought I was in the year 2004 before YouTube. So I'm like, I thought I had the DVD. Oh, I guess we'll have to go wait until it's, it comes out in the library so I can <laughs> borrow it. And then, you know, genius over here goes, uh, you think it's on YouTube? I'm like, do they do stuff on YouTube like that? And not only was it on YouTube, it was, it looked good. It, yeah, you know, it was like broadcast quality, um, uh, especially for 1976. Like I think as it aired on ABC, like the the tracking was the same. Like that, nothing. There was no degradation. Like what you saw is what, you, what got. you got, and and what you got is pure magic. It starts out with. Uh, a really forced, clunky, you know, and, and a great, great thing is it was done in, you know, a studio and it wasn't a studio audience. He never cut away, but it had the laugh track. Uh, the same laugh track they use for like, you know, every special, oh, the, right, the Paul Williams special beforehand. Right, right. Right. Same, same dancers probably. Right. Uh, and it starts out with this, for some reason he hates Halloween. He doesn't want to acknowledge it's Halloween. I don't think he hates it. Does he hate uh, it? Uh, You're projecting something. Before on the before we get too much into this, should we should we give the spoiler warning? <laughs> should, should we let people know this is spoiler a, alert? You know, so it's this uh, what forty two year old <laughs> special. We don't want it, you know anybody to be caught off guard. Uh, you know, and it and it goes into this you know elaborate dance number where you know one one of the big dance numbers like one of Paul Lynn's claim to fame. Um, it, he took a shot at uh, at uh, Hollywood Squares. He had a Hollywood Squares joke squeezed in there. With the, well, uh, time out. You're, we're, we're, we are trampling okay, over this. Let's we'll start at the front. L- l- okay, start at the beginning, which is a very good place to start. So at the beginning, we open on Paul Lynn dressed as Santa Claus, dressing a Christmas tree, singing a Christmas carol, and his maid, I presume... Um, it, who is played by Margaret Hamilton, who was... Who is Margaret Hamilton? She was the Wicked Witch of the West. So, and the Wizard of Oz. In the Wizard of Oz. So she comes up in her maid outfit, not the sexy maid outfit, no. which you'll see on Halloween <laughs> in certain neighborhoods. But she comes up and says, uh, uh, Mr. Lind, you know full well that it is not Christmas. 
So he goes, why don't you go dust? <laughs> and um, Laughter. Laughter. They, like, canned, they push laughter one on the uh, <laughs> laughter machine. And then they go to him dressed as the Easter Bunny. Here comes Peter Cottontail. And if somebody should be giving credit with starting the... the uh, What's the that? furry movement? The furry movement. <laughs> it would be Paul Lynn. Oh, yes. We should do this whole recap as Paul Lynn. In our best Paul Lynn. Is it, there or our worst Paul Lynn? Paul Lynn? No, there isn't. No. I so don't want to. When comes live. out, it's the Easter Bunny. Hey, he plays the Easter Bunny. And then he proceeds to get all the holidays wrong. And then finally. I mean, he's going like. Is it Arbor Day? Like, he, is it VJ Day? Which, by the way, hearing the word VJ come out of his mouth is just something—a whole other level of bad. So finally, he capitulates and he goes, "Oh, it's, I guess it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody!" And then it cuts to the Paul Lind Halloween special, starring Paul Lind, Margaret Hamilton, Billy Hayes, who is another witch, uh, who played Witchy Poo. On the Sid and Marty Croft show Lidsville, uh, which was also uh, uh, there was another person that was associated with that. <clears throat> Charles Nelson Riley was um, was a character on <laughs> Lidsville. <laughs> <laughs> another Hollywood, uh, Hollywood <laughs> Squares. Uh, no, he was match game. Match- you silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I don't, I share my square with nobody. <laughs> so, oh God, we need to do a Paul Lynn versus Charles Nelson Riley like match. Uh, you know, epic rap battles of history. Paul oh, Lynn wow. versus Charles Nelson How Riley. Have those guys not done that. God damn it, those guys! I gotta get on their ass. Seriously. So, anyways, so now we'll fast forward. So. It, no, don't fast forward because the opening dance number, uh, he, Joe was listing off some of the people in the in the credits. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. But but there was a couple people not listed in the credits who were in the opening dance number. Very very cameo. quickly, a very quick cameo of Donnie and Marie Osmond, and they just come out. I don't even think they spoke. No, no, but 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 which their smiles sure did. <laughs> they didn't speak, so that means that they didn't have to credit. They could keep their names off of the special what? if they didn't speak. They didn't have to get credit. And we think we know why. Yeah, but <laughs> they, then, they had careers going forward from that point. Um, but you know, Betty White was there. Hot, uh, yeah, Dibs. I would. <laughs> does she look much different now? Uh, yeah, like, like it's a little bit. She does. She looks not, ten years older, not forty-six years. Exactly older. right, right. Like she's yeah, she's uh, hit the fountain of youth a couple of times, and then of course the piece de resistance kiss. Not just Gene Simmons, as I alluded to in the pot, in the sideshow. Kiss the yeah. actual band. They did three numbers, and, and usually you know it's like I, I've seen one time, and it must have been a. Writer Strike Week, where a band did three songs on SNL, but that's a ninety-minute show. Back, you know when, they, but they did. They did three full numbers and were part of a skit in which Paul Lynn decides he figured out where they came up with their name or how they came up with the whole persona. Oh right, what was it? Um, what did you look at each other and just say we should kiss and make up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you guys were in a fight, and so oh yeah, said, right. We were. Oh, see, I fucked up the joke. See, you no, know, I'm, you I'm no Paul Lynn. <laughs> no, you are not. Uh, but it, it is. It's like they do. Oh, oh and them. Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Right. They, did, they did a trucker. Oh, so the 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 plot. Oh, the, the oh pl- how are you forgetting? Okay, so the, how are you forgetting? What? The, the big star. The uh, big star. Oh, why am I blanking? I so, saw. Uh, did Harry Corman make an appearance? Roz. Oh. Pinky Tuscadero. She was, because I, I almost forgot, but the, the whole trucker thing with him and Tim Conway. Right. So l- now we're really, we're, we got to back up. Um, so the plot is 
For some reason, I don't know why. Oh, he, he wants to get away for Halloween. He doesn't want the kids coming and bothering him. So they do that big dance number where yeah. and and I, what was it? His like kids. Nineteen fifty-eight. Bye, 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 Birdie. Bye, bye, Birdie. Yeah, he does his kids number. Right. And then um, so he gets um, so she the does, so so the maid is. I'm going to drive you out here. I got a great place for us to get away for Halloween. And so we're just basically going to drive out to the country. So they go to visit her sister. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I glossed over that part. Yeah, right. And then it turns out that they're really witches, and then they grant him three wishes. Yep. And his first wish was to be. He always wanted to be. Uh, um. He always wanted to be like a tough trucker. Right. So. All of a sudden, the, the I didn't know Liberace owned a truck <laughs> uniform store. Like honestly, the people, the village people, are like, damn, why didn't we have a trucker in the band? Like I think like the, rhinestone I was cowboy. going to say that his costume contributed to the rhinestone shortage of 1976. <laughs> Dude, seriously, stunning. Literally, stunning. literally stunning. Um, but then, yeah. So he gets in a big truck, and he kind of looked like Trump from the profile, like yeah. him in that big truck uh, motif. But he's dressed like it's not even a trucker. It's like the good humor man on acid. It's like it was weird and hot. A okay, bit. all right. <laughs> we get it. You're gay. We get it. No, hey. Oh, bye. Does, does wanting to have sex with Paul Lynn in 1976 <laughs> make you gay? No. Seriously, it why doesn't. do we have to throw out labels? <laughs> you paint a thousand houses. <laughs> well, Google. That's where the Google. Uh, so he crashes into this diner where where Pinky Tuscadero is a waitress, and she's serving all these customers. But she's, I guess, he. He he comes in to challenge Tim Conway, who is purporting to be like the toughest guy in the in the uh, in the the town or whatever. And, 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 and Tim Conway asks Ross to marry him, right? And just about he, you he paid says, way yes. more attention to this. Oh, than dude, I did. it was great. And then he crashes in, and then they have the feet of strength, and then the and but then Paul Lynn was like, you know, it's like. And you could tell it was all scripted because Tim Conway isn't stronger than anybody. <laughs> I mean, but then... Uh, but this was Paul Lynn's fantasy, but, by the way. You're right, right. Even his own fantasy, he wasn't the tough one, <laughs> which, which, which was great. But it, it, it cuts cutting back and forth to the witch's lair, where it's witchy-poo and it's, it's alphabet. You know, um, what's great is they kept, like... You know, all the witches at one point, you know, want want to go to a disco. And it's like the same set. Like at one point, I forget how they introduced Kiss, but Kiss they was... They came down an elevator. Came down an elevator, but I forget exactly what, but they're kissed, all kissed out. Right. They came out. Um, they did Detroit Rock City. Yep. Um, and then like later on, they did, you know... Um, well, uh, Peter Chris did Beth. Beth, you know. And then I don't even know the third song. It wasn't like, it never became like a huge hit. Mm, like a B-side thing. But then it was, but it was great. But every time they're like... We're gonna go somewhere else, and a cloud of smoke will come out. You could tell they were in the exact same room, the same, just redressed a little bit. Yeah, it's the like, pumpkin moved from that end of the room <laughs> to the other end of the room. They, no expenses spared, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but it was it was one of those things where we. I, I think at one point, like like twenty some minutes in, you went to like you know fast forward jump, and I'm like, no, what? Are Wait, you what doing? about the suck? The second wish. His second wish was that he wanted to be like like uh, like a sultan. 
no, he wanted to be like a sheik. Oh, right, right, and right. And who was he seducing? Was it? It was um, Florence Henderson. Oh, right. Florence Florence how do we forget Florence Henderson? God and it was the whole um, uh, almost well, like a, Lawrence a, a, of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia storyline that that they had, which was absolutely great. But, but seriously, Florence had a couple of numbers, and she was awesome. Yeah. Then yeah. she then she had the real sexy the number disco number. The, right. Yeah, she did the disco. She was wearing that slinky black dress, man. Dude, it was fantastic. It was a toss up between Betty White and Florence Henderson and Witchy Poo well, and Witchy Poo. You, well, I mean, you, F. Mary Kill, Witchy Poo, <laughs> <laughs> Florence Henderson, Betty White, Paul Lind. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, well, the thing about Florence Henderson, you just wouldn't want to have to wait in line behind Craig Brady for your turn. Uh. That, that's the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so she does that great disco number. Uh, and the, I don't know why it never became like an evergreen. It never aired again. Wait a minute. You don't know why that never became an evergreen? <laughs> I, I do not, because it was awesome right <laughs> i think that became more dated fa- dated faster than this podcast is <laughs> right from, from now recording date right but um as i was editing editing that uh halloween episode sideshow i stumbled upon on youtube um uh, an, uh, an interview of bruce valanche who wrote he, you know legendary variety show writer oscars writer great comedian he was actually the center square on the, the revamped hollywood squares um, but uh, just a, f- a funny guy. But he tells like the kind of like a six-minute synopsis of the of wh- of the how and why of the Paul Lind Halloween special, and, and that's worth a Google. Oh, because you sent two links, and he, he was talking because I thought you were going to say because we referenced. Did he write the Wookiee Christmas, he, the, the Star Wars he, special? Yeah, he was a, he was a part of the Star Wars holiday special too, and he gets into that, and that is a fascinating. That was fascinating. That was a rabbit hole that I went down. I ended up like I did. I think I went from the Paul Lind inter- uh, the interview about the Paul Lind special, the interview about the Halloween, uh, the Star Wars holiday special, and then all of a sudden I stumbled upon like the 1989 Oscars with Rob Lowe dancing with Snow White. I don't know if you've heard about that or seen it. It was a train wreck. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the same thing with the holiday special with Star Wars. Like, if if the Academy had enough hammers <laughs> right, and right. time, they would smash every tape of the uh, of this special. But they actually have the 11-minute number with Rob Lowe and Snow White dance. Anyways, I'm, ge- I'm getting way into the weeds. Help, help. But no, no, but, but, but he, he wrote the special. He yeah, wrote- he, he was part of that special, too. And it was just, um, it's actually a fascinating series of little mini-interviews that he did for, like, the American uh, Television Museum or something right, like right. that. Um, but they, they, they're, they're, that's great. Paul Lind holiday, uh, Halloween special. But, but it's great. worth it. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, and it's, you know, you know, 76. I mean, Kiss is just starting to become Kiss. And so you did, you had huge stars. I mean, at the time, you know, it, it's funny because I don't think the, the woman, she was even credited as Ross. Pinky Tuscadera because she so w- was associated with that. that that's all she had. And, 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 but, in that time, when they got those people, I mean... They hadn't jumped the shark yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> seriously, no. <laughs> Happy Days had not jumped the shark. Thank you. Uh, but but seriously, like, uh, you know, now, what was Florence Henderson doing in 76? Because it was well, the Brady... That, oh, the, the Brady special. That was, that's actually another thing that Bruce Belanche did an interview about. The, he, he did um, an interview about the, the fake Jan. Oh, and, right. And the ins and outs of, like... Because Eve Plum did, like, a, a very highly lauded... Like, she got a 40 share... For her um, movie of the week at the time, and I guess her nickname in the in in the industry at that time was Eve Forty Share Plum. 
because like she was like all of a sudden she was like you right. know Meryl Streep, which didn't come out yet. You know, which would <laughs> well, she wasn't as big as she was now. But you know, so Eve Plum refused to do the uh, the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Wow. So yeah, so maybe Flo- I think Florence Anderson. Uh, was part of that variety scene Ca- because '76, you know, by then the Brady's had ended, but they were still doing that variety hour shit. Um, so yeah, and, and the '70s were all those, those specials. I mean, that what you know, that should be a sideshow. Yeah, you're right. We, you know, cause, we need a variety show sideshow. But we got to watch a bunch of them because I mean, I if, if any of them were as good, because I remember some of them as a kid. I mean, maybe when the Patriots go on like a three-game losing streak, and which you, will you, never happen. You can't when, when Brady retires in seven years. <laughs> right then, you'll have the time to devote after to six more Super Bowl wins. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I highly. I guess recommend yeah, watching no, the I Paul mean, Lind Halloween special. But but watch it with some friends because oh, it, it's God, something. Yeah. Unless there's somebody there, it's like if we weren't with our seventeen, my seventeen year old son, we'd be drinking. Right. <laughs> but but you need you need that you need that uh, camaraderie and that also that wait is you need a reality show. Am I seeing this? Right. Like you need am like I see this you, is happening. This special needs a spotter. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, but I did. I, I absolutely loved it. So you know. So I. You know. We thought we did a really good like Halloween sideshow, and I think we did. I'm happy with it. But then I give ourselves a ten. I give ten. Right. Right. Like we saved Puerto Rico, and then we did the Halloween special. But with Halloween coming up, and me having bought candy last week, and then eating all the candy, I got to get more candy. I'm out of cash. Suggestions, Joe? Well, I think the only way to earn cash on this show is to go to our defunct sponsor of the week. Reggie Jackson. An outstanding World Series. Three home runs in one game. Now that was a day I'll never forget. And it helped me to get my own candy hit. Reggie, with a rich caramel center, lots of fresh roasted peanuts, and a super chocolatey covering. Reggie, the candy they named after me. Mmm. Reggie, you taste pretty good. Wow. Okay. So now, now with that sweet, sweet defunct sponsor money coming in, unfortunately, I can we can only afford defunct candy. So oh. Reggie bars. Reggie, Reggie bars. bars. Yes, that should be the defunct sponsor. Or was it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. This is my Norm Macdonald impersonation. Note to self. Don't let on that you didn't record the defunct sponsor of the week prior to recording. What? Roger. Um, so we're talk we're talk sports just really quick. It's way way too early to get into the NHL and Bruins talk. It's not too early to get our WHA update of the week from Biff, which I'm hoping starts pretty soon. But it was cool. Sports teams, you know, generally do a lot of outreach, and the Boston Bruins went to the Children's Hospital this week, dressed as the characters from the original Star Wars. Uh, as we like to say, because we saw Lego Batman. It's worth a Google, but you can get the picture of the Bruins going to Boston Children's Hospital this week, you know. Slave Leia included, you know. Um, Is there anything they can't do besides make it through the playoffs? Uh, no, that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're not going to make it through the playoffs. Uh, shockingly, as of this recording, the expansion team, Vegas, is 7-1. and one. I don't... Don't ask how, because nobody in the NHL has Vegas strong, baby. But so, also, like I had already mentioned, like, you know, the Patriots lost Dante Hightower for the season. Their defense had been struggling. The last two games, he played 
better. Not, well, no, they played really good against Atlanta. My pick was 28-14, to 14, and it turned out to be, what was that, 23-7. to 7. So... So so I was pretty odd, but uh, but no, I noticed this is the only time you went back and actually like shut it, <laughs> shut it. But this week they play. I'm batting a thousand. They play the L.A. They play the L.A. and it's so hard to say L.A. Chargers because it's so new. It was fucked up because you know I'm watching the I'm watching Sunday Night Football and then they have the scores in the back and I'm like L.A.C. What the hell is right? LA? I'm Clippers. like lacrosse. Like what? <laughs> and and look the Chargers. You know I, I mean I'm not a fan. I've been to a bunch of Charger games, but only because when the Patriots were there and it was great but it's like they have the best like san diego superchargers san diego charger like this 70 funkadelic song oh, that they played they was so ingrained in the sports culture okay. so i miss that they'll go back so they come to foxborough this week the patriots are going into a bye week after this game it's it's tough for West Coast teams to come here. So even losing Dante Hightower, Philip Rivers, their quarterback, is one of those guys I've seen him play live so many times. And he has no middle ground. He is a four-interception, throw-it-in-the-dirt, dumpster fire, or he's Johnny Unitas. He, he, he depending on which Philip Rivers comes to town, and so far this season we found out, like, oh, is Cam Newton washed up? Well, no, he threw for 900 yards against the Patriots. So, but I'm still, I'm still holding strong. I can't remember, did I write it down? I'm going to say 32-17, my lock lo- of last week. Uh, so Joe and I, we're going to stay on sports, are doing a field trip Holiday road. Actually, as this is posting, as this is posting, we might just be getting back to uh, to. Or we're dead. Or we're dead. <laughs> um, so, for for the three people who don't know, one of the things I get to do is I work with the NFL. The NFL probably more than any sports league. A buddy of mine ran the Clippers for a while. I book, I'd say, celebrity anthem singers. But when I say celebrity anthem singers, I'm talking celebrities who... Dances with the Stars season 28 celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are coming off Idol. People who are coming off The Voice. I mean, I've, I've got to work with... Again, you, we've already talked about him. I, I worked one-on-one with Gene Simmons. I got to spend a whole day with Gene Simmons. Isn't Witchy Poo a client it's of yours? Poo, she's fantastic. No, Gene Simmons... And, and it's Watch your feet, Joe. Watch, watch. I'm dropping some names. I don't want to, you know, break a toe. But that was great. I mean, I've got to work with, you know, bands like, you know, Cheap Trick, who I really like and train and stuff. But generally speaking, it's it's anthems. And so I swore I would never work with the Jets or the Giants. Like, I have a file on my email where it's like the NFL file, and you can scroll, drop down window, and it has, you know, all the teams. Because I've worked with almost every team in the NFL at this point. And, you know, so it's easy easier to find correspondence back and forth, all that stuff. I won't give a separate mailbox for the Jets or the Giants because I, I just don't even want to see it drop down. So that goes in the catch-all NFL file thing because I can't even look. Uh, the, the thing is, I used to feel this way about the Colts and the Miami Dolphins. And the thing that sucks, and I told the woman from the Colts a couple of years ago, I live on hatred, and you guys, it's hard to it's hard to hate them as well. Well, that's when Peyton was here. The last couple of years, I found a way. I found a way. I persevered. But they were so great to work with. And so Joe is going to finally get, like, Biff's gone to a game with me. Uh, we, we did a Redskin game. Oh, God, who was the guy? Who was the guy? The Redskins had a... 
had a lineman who had signed like the biggest contract in football. Al, Al Hainsworth. Okay. Albert Hainsworth. It, truly, he. There's a great picture. And Biff, if you're listening, if you can send it to me, if you can find it, uh, or with Biff. Biff isn't a tall guy. My friend Ross isn't a tall guy. And they were. We were standing in the back of the end zone during warm up. And there's a picture with Hainsworth, who is. Not a, not kidding. He's like six ten, and he is as wide as he is tall. And it's just like to see the Razu Biff, you know, like two feet away from them. It's like it looks like he could eat one of those guys whole, like just absolutely whole. And and so it's a really neat experience. And I, I've had some friends, my friend, you know, Andrew, who does the Nerd Chronic podcast. We talk about a lot. Like he's got to go to a game with me in Arizona. Um, so this is your first venture. Oh. Thank you. And so uh, we have to be at MetLife Stadium at 9.30 on Sunday morning. And so I plan on leaving my house between 2.45 and 3 a.m. to get Joe to make the incredulous journey, you know, down there. And uh, who's, what, what is the celebrity who's going to be singing the anthem? Do you, have I told oh, you? Oh, no. Uh, <clears throat> I want to brag. Constantine Morales. hey uh, Constantine was a finalist. On Idol, yeah, like ten years ago. Yeah, I remember ago? Constantine. Yeah, he he, you know, had the flowing locks and uh, two eye. He, <laughs> what eye? Biggers, biggers, biggers. He uh, <laughs> he went on to do like some soap opera stuff. I think it was like Days Are Alive or Passions or you know one of these great things. And then he, you know, he, he's a Broadway guy. He he did Rock of Ages. He has another right. one coming out. But he, but his a, the the guy who's managing him now was the editor on the last movie that I did. And so he's been like, oh, can you get Constantine to do stuff? And it's like, and then when you know when, when the Jets came a calling and like and, and there were like there's some teams like I, I've dealt with the Cardinals and I've dealt with uh, you know Kansas City who've rolled out the red carpet. They fly in, they put you up on their stuff, and then the Jets are like one of those teams. And there's about a third of the teams in the NFL. Oh, are they in town? Can they drive themselves over? Do they need a seat after the game, or the, can they just leave after the, the end? The Jets aren't known for their stellar management skills. They, well, I, it's, and, and I will say, there are some teams that, like I said, Miami Dolphins want something, boom, I'll drop it, get there. You know, the guy who runs, you know, the, the woman who runs the Kansas City Chiefs, the guy who runs the Arizona Cardinals, doesn't matter who they want. I, I love work. And then there are some teams who, like the Oakland Raiders, are as much oh, right. of a dumpster fire in the front office as they happen on the field. Not last year, they had a good year. They're okay this year. Last 20, like. Them last and the Jets 17, are world renowned. Right. Like, fuck up. Dumpster fires. Um, and the way, like, the whole Gene Simmons, Gene was. Fucking a rock star. He <laughs> literally, yeah, was, right. he, he was great, great, great. That organization was so bad. But so the chat, the, the the people I'm dealing with seem really, really nice. Uh, but it is they only want like a local person there, so it made sense. Oh, he's here. Do you? And it's so funny when I do this. Um, there's some people like I work with a lot, and again, this this please anybody who knows me knows this does not come across as a brag. I worked a lot. I mean, a lot with Billy Ray Cyrus. And it's just so funny that there's some teams I'll, I'll be talking with. They're like, oh, we need an anthem singer. And I know, honestly, you know, I, I can just call Billy and it's like, he lo- loves, loves to do this stuff. And it's like, hey, do you want Billy Ray Cyrus? And, and sometimes the reaction is, <laughs> uh, no, really, who do you have? <laughs> and, and, and then there's some people who lose their, their shit. And so, 
some some teams don't care who fly in, you know, and how many fly in. And Billy travels light. That's one of the great things about working with him. Does not have an entourage. It's usually just him and like his brother, who's his road manager. Great, great guy named Mick. And it's like my sister has a different last name. So when I was in LA, I'm like, oh, and you got to fly in, you know, Kim from Boston, blah blah blah. And they don't even question. She has the greatest time. But you have to see. You know, Joe, will. it's a great experience. It's one of those things. I'm almost happy. Can't believe I'm saying this. I'm almost happy that the Jets are doing okay because if the Jets were going into this game one and six, zero and six, and, and the Atlanta Falcons were five and one like everybody expected them to be, there'd be 10,000 Atlanta Falcon fans there and four Jet fans, you right. know. But now, because they're doing okay, it's one of those things. It might not be packed or it might be 60,000, 70,000 people there. Well, but it's a great experience, you know, to do. But I've told so many people, and it really worked out that, like, you know, Biff got to see it. My friend Andy got to see. It surprises me how many cities lose their shit for Billy Ray. And, I mean, I remember walking out in Indy, and they're just going nuts. And I'm thinking, who? Who who do you think this is? Right? Did they just see Cyrus and stop there? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let me read the first name. Uh, I didn't dig up Elvis. Uh, so when Billy did the Washington game for me, it was Washington hosting the Eagles on Monday Night Football, and so Ross was there, Biff was there, my friend Andy was there, and and I will brag, it was really really great. Uh, when the kickoff happened, the last person standing on the bench, my friend Andy was right next to him, like truly, you are on the bench, like you know, adjacent, like shoulder to shoulder, and it was like. The last person on the on the on the Washington bench, Andy, Ross, Biff, me, and to my standing shoulder to shoulder next to me was Steve Young and uh Stuart Scott. Oh my god. And I have a oh, great yeah, yeah, I have a great picture that Biff took, me shaking hands with Stuart Scott before a game, because you know, I, w- I was working something out to have Billy do some studio stuff with them. And and I and again, it's 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 surreal. Like I still have his cell number in my phone, and there's been so many times you purge your cell phone, it's like, oh, no, no. I mean, it's it's a different number by now, right. I'm sure. But it's like I had Stuart Scott's number, and he was so incredibly nice. Like, wow, nice. And the funny thing is, so we're standing right, right there. Ninety five thousand people. Monday night football. So these people are hammered before they get into the park, screaming. And when Billy comes out, I mean, it it would blow your mind, you know that. This is a northern city. This is not, you know, and when I say place erupted for him, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. So we're standing next to them. And the first play of the game, now now Michael Vick probably had it was a backup. But two weeks earlier, he became the starter for for because of an injury. I forget who was the starting quarterback. The first play of the game, you know, kickoff, 20-yard line. The receiver comes out. We're standing between the 30 and four, the 40. And I'm like right on the 35. And the receiver's wide open. He turns. He's he's as close as me to you right now, wide open. And, and he goes to throw it to him. And I'm like, oh, my God. I might make a tackle. Like, I'm the closest person. This is awesome. Vic stops, turns 90 degrees, and throws an 80-yard bomb down the field to Deshaun. Uh, uh, Deshaun. And... 
Stuart Scott and, and Steve Young start laughing hysterically and high-fiving each other, completely not what you would expect from them. They're not like fans of either team. You know, they can't. And it was, and I was like really puzzled by it. We get back to the hotel and we're watching Sports Center, and they were they were talking. Deshaun told them. That's the first play of the game. He, he told them in the pregame interview, this is the play we're going to run. And they can't believe that they pulled it off. Washington is down like 28 to nothing at halftime. Or maybe it's 28 to 3. And it is a downpour. And it, like the mood. I mean, that's the first play of the game. And the next possession, I think second, third, third, fourth play of the Washington drive. Um. Uh, Oh, who was who was their quarterback? Who was their quarterback? The old the old Eagles quarterback. God damn it! Lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Damn it! I'm ble- I'm, oh, hey, no. I hate having CRS. Uh, can't remember shit. And sometimes it's really bad. But he, so it, it's it's either a fumble or something like that. And, and honestly, Washington could not get out of their own way. So I feel bad because Billy is doing a somber song anyways at halftime. It was military service, a salute to service, something like that, one of those games. And so he is playing, you know, a song he has called Some Gave All that is very famous. A McNabb. McNabb. Oh, okay, right, right. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. And so... um, so it's just, you know, there's like the three or four of us are down to the field while he does it. Um, he plays a song. He is wearing a leather jacket where if his arms, if he was nailed to a cross, the fringe would almost be touching the ground. <laughs> I mean, didn't have rhinestones on it, but it sure should have. Uh, you know, he had the big cowboy hat, the shit kicker boots. And so we're leaving the field. And like I said, I mean, the, the military guard comes off. You know, they hit the sideline. They meet up with us. And we're walking. We're on on the, the, the white chalk, the sideline, leaving the field. And I'm talking to Billy's brother, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to say something to Billy. And we turn back. Billy Ray is out at like the 50-yard line. And he went out to talk to Donovan McNabb. And I have a clip. I I only, by the time I got the phone out, you know, it was a T-Mobile sidekick flipped open (laughs) and started to record. I got like the last eight seconds. And you can see Billy shaking his hand and like, you know, walking back towards us. And I'm like... Billy, what what did you say? Oh, I just told him he's a great quarterback, and if anybody could come back from this deficit, it would be him. And just keep on fighting. Cliche, cliche, cliche. You know, and and I'm thinking he doesn't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm thinking like I mean, and it's one of those things where I've been with you know different different celebrities in different realms who you might go to Comic Con and just have me's lined up around the corner waiting for you to get him to sign the vintage lunchbox. You leave Comic-Con and you go to the Dunkin' Donuts next door and you're just some asshole ordering a coffee. Like, they don't, and it's like, and, and even his brother is looking at me like, yeah, he does that. Oh, <laughs> you know, man. and I'm thinking that. It's like, you know, it's like, he might not know. He might have heard of Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, he's old enough, like Donovan McNabb's at this point, like early 30s or something like that. You know, might have heard Achy Breaky at like some white friend's wedding once. But I mean, when I say the shit kicker boots, the cowboy hat and that jacket, and he's walking to him in the pouring rain, coming out of the locker room down by this marcher deficit, the last thing you want is BRC coming up and giving you the pep talk. Yeah, but it's 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 one of it's it, 
it's up there with one of my favorite sport moments. Okay, enough about me, Joe. What about you? What do you think of me? And what do you think about doing the random video game review? Let's do it. Jacques is now walking over to the random video game review wall. He's <clears throat> moonwalking, which is pretty impressive. Not bad. I give it a five out of five. I give it a ten. Right. I give it a ten. <laughs> or as or as Mayor Cruz would say, out I of give 100. it a ten. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So he pulled the Nintendo cartridge off the wall. It is not Russian attack. I'm gonna say Rygar? Is it Rygar? Oh no. It's section Z. I can see it. Section Z. He just uh, christened it with his saliva. It was one of those uh, earlier games from Capcom, the same people that did Mega Man, uh, Street Fighter for the Super Nintendo. I think it's a, I think it's a, like a side-scrolling shooter. I haven't played this game that much, so I can't really review it that well. I, I have played it once, I think, maybe twice. Um, so I'm going to say it's an average game, and I can see that Jock is now combing through the tome that is the Ultimate NES Guide, Ultimate Nintendo NES Guide to the NES Guide. Well, first, you want to take a guess at the, the, the price. How much is the actual retail price without going over? Section Z, card only, three ninety nine. Sold for five ninety five. So you were close without right. going over. All right, that's not bad. Not bad. So. Let's see what Pat Contry had to say, as he's now a part of our podcast, and he hasn't sued us for well, defamation. No, so how is it defamation? We're giving him advertisement. And we got retweeted twice by Retro World this week. All right, Retro World Expo retweeted us. Thank you, Retro World Expo. Um, see you next year. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it's funny, because I, I, when I met Pat Contry, he was, I was literally the last person. He, and you had he, a fight to put the 40 bucks in his pocket and he, buy his he, DVDs. He was, like, wrapping things up. He was there for two days. He did a panel. You know, like, he shook hands. He had the Purell out. He had everything. And then I come stumbling over. Hey, you're wrapping up shop. And he's like, yeah, you, uh, sorry, I don't have, you know, you want a book? I can grab a book or something. And he's like, no, 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 I bought one from you last year. And I do a podcast and for my friends. Not my friends. I lied. <laughs> but I basically, like, wrapped up the conversation saying, yeah, so 20 more people know who you are. Thanks to us. You're, You're welcome. welcome. So Pat Contry says about Section Z that he gives it three stars. So it's, yeah, an average game. In this horizontal shooter, the player takes control of an astronaut in a jetpack to take out an alien empire. All right. So, um, you know, it's a decent game. Um, you can wake up now because the random video game review no, is over. Uh, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up on parenting tips. We talked a little bit about it on the Halloween uh our Halloween sideshow about how different experiences we had with kids. It's like, you know, here's here here's literally a pillowcase, a hobo outfit. We're seeing three hours with a bunch of candy. I got three kids. Ah, I hope most of you come back. Um, my parenting tip of the week is a little bit like that as far as like, you know, you know, let them have fun. Like, honestly, some of the best memories I have. And it's nice where we go trick-or-treating. It's a big block thing. Like, one guy has a tractor that he has, like, um, like a, a hayride type thing on it. But we stand back and let the kids go, you know, door to door by themselves and stuff like that. You know, and, and we're, we're kind of, you know, we're trying to raise, you know, as, as awful as the kids are, we're trying to raise them to be um, uh, Canadian polite. You know, it's like, Please, thank you. You know what I mean? Sorry. It's sorry. Uh, what's that about? And when they go to give you candy, if it's not candy you like, you don't say, can I trade this in? Just say thank you and go to the next door. But, you know, we like to hang back and just let them kind of have their own experiences. 
as much as you can. And um, don't be a dick and take all their candy. Take some or but at least wait for them to pass out so they don't know how much you're taking, you know. Um, and that's it. That's my parenting tip for the week. Have you, let your kids. Nobody's putting razor blades in it. No one's giving out apples. There's no razor blades in it. So my parenting tip of the week is actually um, more for the parents and not for the child. Whoa! When you go trick or treating with your child, make sure that your child has food allergies. That way, all the candy is for you. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah, and stay away from those fucking houses with those teal, no fun pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, unless you Joe's. want a calculator. <laughs> yeah. You gonna have pencils this year, Joe? Do you want back issues of Newsweek, kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, hopefully Pats win. Hopefully, you know, we have fun at the Jets game. I mean, I hate the Jets. I don't like the Falcons. The Falcons, by the way, are broken. We, we've already talked about that. The Falcons yeah. are broken. They win from the Super Bowl meltdown to losing to the Bills at home, losing to Miami's third-string quarterback before coming to New England. And they it was like it, there's so many teams that come to New England and are beaten by the time they get off the bus. And it's like there's just their souls are gone. That's another show for another day. Oh, but. and there's a World Series going on. Okay. Oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> actually, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't dislike the Dodgers, but... I'm really rooting for for Houston just because of everything in Houston. You are such an astro. Y you know, <laughs> on that happy note, hey, don't forget, 